Welcome to another episode of Books, Kids, and Creations with Tracy Bloom. And today I have the honor and pleasure of interviewing another Tracy, spelled the same way. Um, Tracy Long is the marketing director for the Imagination Library. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it is part of the um, Dollywood Foundation and is founded by Dolly Parton. So woohoo. Um, we are excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's the Tracy Show. It's the Tracy Show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And so um, you are new-ish to the Imagination Library. Talk about how you came across them and how you got started working for them. Yeah, so, um, you know, a crazy kind of my history has been, um, you know, backgrounds that have really been more corporate marketing for the past 20 plus years. Um, so I've worked in restaurant marketing and uh, pet products, right? And so this opportunity came, um, reached, the foundation reached out to me last year um, during COVID um, with this opportunity. And Tracy, honestly, you know, this is like a dream job to me. This is, this is it. This is my dream job. I thought originally restaurants were great, you know, pets, what could get better than food and, and pets, right? right. Well, let me tell you, um, who knew that Dolly was going to come around. So, you know, last year, um, yeah, I haven't even reached my one year anniversary yet. So last year in September, I joined the, the foundation. Um, so really excited and just, you know, from my perspective, uh, just a dream come true, just to work for one of the most iconic humans, you know, yeah. on the planet, right? And her messaging of, of just um, love and caring and, um, you know, inclusivity, it's just, it's it's beyond my dreams as far as what I thought I would do at this point in, in my life. So I feel very fortunate um, to have, uh, I'm very fortunate they reached out and very humble that I get to work work for her. Yeah. yeah, I bet. I mean, what a dream job working with an organization. I mean, I've stayed at um, Pigeon Forge before. Yeah. yeah. The feeling you get, even just being there, it's really, um, it's calming, it's peaceful. There's like this carefree, almost childlike essence to it. And I just, I love that she has story times in the evening and campfires and yeah. it just seems like everything Dolly does is that heartfelt it is and you know the more I learn about you know I I'm still learning of course right but and we call it it's like a it's Dolly's magic like the, everything she touches right there's just some magic about it um and you know, I, I think the first week I was on board and just getting to know the foundation team and you know, just our just about the mission and what you know what our you know what the really our, our goals were. I think I cried, and this is so silly, but I think I teared up about four times in meetings, you know. It's just because of the impact of, of the imagination library and the impact that Dolly has on the world, it's just overwhelming sometimes, but it's amazing. And it, it is, she, um, you know, she is, is very uh, inspiring and is the heart of the imagination library. And it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty amazing. And everything that she does, right. Whether it's the, her resorts, the, the dream more resort, or, you know, I'm wearing my heavenly scent perfume from her right now. <laughs> Because anything I can get that's going to make me feel more dolly-like, I'm going to um, definitely use. So, yeah, and I, it's great to hear that. But 
there's definitely something something special about Dolly. Yeah. And so um, I'm sure with joining the team, you've learned some things about the Imagination Library that maybe not a lot of people know. Um, what are some of those things that you're like, wow, I didn't know that we did this. Yes. Um, do you want to yes. share some of those? Sure. So, you know, I will the, probably the number one thing that, well, there's two or three. One, you know, everyone's blown away when I tell them that we are in five countries. Um, majority of people think, you know, that it's a, a U.S. based organization. And here in my hometown um, in East Tennessee, a lot of people just thought it was a Tennessee initiative. Um, ah. So it's really interesting when you tell people um, that we're an international, you know, brand, that we're in the UK, in Canada, Australia, the Republic of Ireland, right? So um, I think that's one kind of eye opener for people. Um, I think the, the other thing is, um, everyone initially thinks that Dolly pays for all the books, right? A hundred percent of the books. And, you know, from, uh, from our, the, the children, the families that we, uh, the children that we impact that call Dolly, you know, the book lady, um, you know, we get letters from kids and videos and the, you know, Mrs. Parton and Miss book lady, you know, they just, it's so endearing um, that people, but people, there's a misperception that, you know, Dolly pays for a hundred percent of the books. Um, and, and Dolly, does give millions to the foundation, right? And originally it did start in Sevier County. Um, but I think what people don't realize is the hundreds and thousands, we have over 2000, what we call affiliates or community partners um, in the program that literally are on, you know, in, in all the communities around the world who actually raise funds and promote the program locally in their own communities. Um, and it's really those partnerships that make the Imagination Library successful. Um, and I think a lot of people just don't understand um, the business model of actually how we get it done, right? I mean, I think that we're up to, we do get 1.8 million books a month, right? And, and there's a lot that goes behind that, right? Um, but it's, a, it's our partners that are our strong partners. Um, and it's those affiliates in, in our communities that help us get it done, really. Um, the other thing I would say that, um, you know, we, we from a, especially from a marketing standpoint, a branding standpoint, um, is that sometimes people, you know, think that the program is, is only for children, um, you know, at, that are high risk or high needs. Um, and it's one of our, you know, missions, and it's very important to Dolly that, you know, the program is a universal program and it's accessible to everybody. Um, not just certain children and certain needs. And that's a really important point to always make sure that people understand. But yeah. those are typically kind of the things that people are a little bit surprised about when I when they first find out where I work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that you guys did that many books per month. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so, I mean, you would think that it would have to be like a well-oiled machine behind this. I mean, what do some of the logistics look like? So say a family goes and signs up, um, what happens after they sign up? Well, and, you know, it's first off just to say it's, it's really easy for a family or, you know, a parent or a caregiver or a grandparent to find out if, if their child or a child in their area can be part of the program. You know, you simply can just go to the website, um, check availability, um, and then you kind of literally will walk you through the steps. We have regional directors um, all over the world uh, that we that you reach out to, and they basically will kind of walk you through that enrollment process. Um, 
if, for example, there, there might be an area where we don't have an imagination library, you know, the website, we will, you know, we kind of also will help walk you through um, ideas and ways to start a program in your neighborhood, in your area. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that, you know, people can sign up, but signing up is, is pretty, it's really simple. It's the easiest part. I mean, the most important thing that we say um, around signing up is that um, making sure that we get the age of the child correct, right? Because we are very intentful on the books that are mailed to each child with their name on them each month that are, um, we're very intentful that they are age appropriate, right? So these are high quality books and we want to make sure that they're age appropriate. So it's a, um, it's an interesting and a very well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um, we have a great team in our operations team that help it. And we have great partners. Um, you know, we partner with Pingram Random House, um, which multiple benefits there. You know, they allow us just to have a multitude, a, a catalog, a huge catalog to choose from um, and help us keep those costs down for our, the, because the Imagination Library books are custom. Um, so we do have notes from Dolly that are also in the sleeves and things like that. So they're a great partner that help us get those books out. Plus, we have fulfillment centers as well. So this is just a whole, um, you know, a, a logistics um, kind of well-oiled machine that we that we work with. And I saw that. Um, so I was going to ask about how you select the books, but it seems like through your partnership with Penguin uh, Random House, they are able to help provide those books. Well, so. Um, uh, yes and no. So we actually have a book selection committee. Um, so back in, um, I think 2005, when we, we partnered with Pinger Random House at the same time, the foundation also created um, a book selection committee. And that book selection committee is made up of authors and teachers and librarians and just early childhood experts. Um, and they help us basically um, every year they get together um, and, and each country does it separately um, because we do try to have, you know, we, we, we try really hard to make um, our books um, resonate with the children in that in those countries. But our book selection committee uh, meet each year and Penguin Random House supplies, you know, we have a catalog of books and they choose 200, 300 books that they go through and read. Um, and the U.S. committee actually reads every single book out loud. Wow. Um, and that's how they go through the process. So it's a two to three day process. I was able to um, see that process this year with Canada and the USA. Um, and there's just a criteria of, you know, of, of what we, as far as an imagination library book, what we want, you know, it needs to be exciting. It needs to resonate with children, um, interesting to children, something, you know, for the parents to read. So there's a lot of guidelines that we try, you know, we, we look for diversity, we just look for messaging. Um, but they have a set of guidelines and they are, it is a, um, that's a really interesting process to watch um, those experts go through children's books and decide, you know, what makes sense and, and what, what, what doesn't. So, and it's hard, it's heartbreaking too, because there's so many great children's books, right? And, um, you know, so eliminating them is such a difficult, it's such a difficult task, but yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, the great thing too is, um, you know, like in Australia and Canada, we, uh, those, the book selection committee members there, you know, will really try to find books that are written or illustrated by Canadian authors or Australian authors. So we really do try to kind of make it, pull it in, make it, you know, resonate with that country. That's amazing. And I do like that um, you were saying that 
you are all about inclusivity. And I, I saw that you also offer books in Braille and audiobooks. And I think that's really that's really special that you do that because you know that just makes sure that everyone's included and everybody gets to, you know, have the opportunity to enjoy special books like that. That's right. I mean, I think that that was one of the things that I learned when I joined. Um, I was un, I was not aware of that we did, you know, the bilingual and the Braille books. And um, I just think that, and, and you know, there's a lot more that we can do in that area that we are constantly talking about and as far as inclusive, inclusivity, right? So, um, but yeah, it's, again, it, it goes, always goes back to Dolly. You know, her spirit lives with within all of us and everything we do every day at the foundation, we do with kind of her spirit in mind. And she's all about accessibility. And, you know, and that's, you know, with her core, you know, just from her standpoint and core values of just loving people, loving yourself and accepting others as well. Right. So we try to kind of bring that in um, and we have great partners. We have great, um, uh, like I said, partners that help us um, customize those books and print those books and get them to children. Um, now do you know if there's any plans to go into more countries i would think that i mean it just i saw somewhere that um gosh did you guys just have your 150 millionth book or something like that yes. last year that's yes, so yes so we uh we had our 150 millionth book celebration last year our 25th anniversary last year COVID, you know 2020 was an interesting year obviously i joined the team in 2020 so that was interesting to onboard you know during this pandemic um but there was a, a lot of big milestones for the foundation last year 2020 was one of the the best years from a growth stand, growth standpoint um you know and if you think about our business model um you know it, it was a touchless business model in a sense already we're mailing books to children and you know, the, the wonderful thing, one of the wonderful things that, that happened last year, and again, kudos to our amazing operations team, is that we last year never missed one book um, during a month, right, during COVID. So, you know, there was a lot of hustling going on behind the scenes and kind of pivoting and, and, and switching gears with Penguin Random House just helped us with our fulfillment centers as well helped us get through that time, but not, you know, we didn't have any children that missed a book during the pandemic. So that's, that was really, um, that, that's, that says a lot for the foundation and, mm -hmm. and, the, and how the business model works. I saw that um, also last year, Dolly started the Good Night with Dolly videos. Yes. And yes. I think it's so amazing because, you know, last year was tough for a lot of people. And I, I know that, you know, kids, especially, yeah. had a hard time dealing with this and what i mean she's just such a great person where she created these videos where she's essentially doing a story time or a, a bed night story yeah. these kids i think it's really neat yes and and um you know and and i will be transparent so the good night with dolly series was before my time um so but i can tell you the story around it because it's a really amazing story and it does show um the involvement and engagement that dolly has with the foundation so you know last april the foundation we have produced the um library that dolly built documentary um, so i'm not sure if you've seen it yet if you haven't it's streaming online right now tracy so you need to go see it um but the the premiere for that documentary was planned in new york city for eight in april dolly was going to be there and it was a huge premiere launch um of course that was april in march um, COVID, pan the pandemic happened. So 
the April premiere got postponed. Um, and during this time, uh, and, and, the, and the premiere itself was a two to three you know, year movie in the making, right? So it was a big deal. So at the time, my understanding is that, you know, Dolly felt like she needed to do something uh, for fans and children during that time. And it was her idea um, to do the Good Night with Dolly series, um, the 10-week series that occurred. Um, she also was very adamant about the books that were selected for the series. You know, she wanted them to be books that would help children and families during this time um, because she knew it was a struggle like um, Max and the Tagalong Moon. You know, it's like there's stories around, you know, the little boy and everyone's seeing the moon at different places and um, they're not together, but they're seeing the same moon. Um, it was things like that. So they were, she was very intentional in the book she mm -hmm. chose. Um, and that was all her, that was all her idea. And, you know, the Good Night with, with Dolly series had over 15 million viewers, you know, it was crazy. And, um, and I remember at the time, because I wasn't working for the foundation, I remember the time, like, how smart is that? Like, what an yeah. amazing, you know, and I was watching them <laughs> and I don't have children and I was watching them because it was just, it felt, it felt so good. And it was such a nice kind of, reprieve from what was going on in the rest of the world right yeah and i have some pictures here that i can i can share of um some of these books specifically this one here dolly's i am a rainbow yes yeah so dolly had two yeah. i didn't know that she wrote a book Yes. Okay. So Tracy, she's got two books that are in our uh, Magician Library. She wrote the Cut of the Coat of Many Colors and the I Am a Rainbow book. Yeah. So we have two books of hers in, in the program. Yeah. I mean, it's I I well, I listened to her talk about um. Well, she read that book aloud for her um, Good Night with Dolly, and I thought, what a special book because you know it talks about emotions. And it has, you know, the correlation with colors. And I thought, what a special book. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, it's, it's one of our staple books. So we do have um, a few staple books that we, you know, that will stay in rotation. Um, we have, of course, The Little Engine That Could is the very first book a child will receive. Um, and then we have our Lookout Kindergarten, Here I Come, which is the last book a child receives. So we have, um, and her books will stay. So there's some books that stay in rotation, um, and then there's other books that kind of rotate out. You know, we do nonfiction, fiction, um, poetry, um, books about animal characters. You know, there's just, you know, just different things. Again, it's around the story um, and, the message, and the message around it. And, and each kid receives one book per month. Is that right? That's right. So children from zero to five years old, um, they receive one one book each month. It has the, the book comes to their mailbox um, with their name on it, um, which is really where the magic kind of starts. Uh, if you think about it, and it, it's really, you know, that magic of a book arriving with their name on it is just something that you just you can't explain. Right. And we, we get letters and um, I mean, we get so many letters and calls and videos from parents and just children of just how excited they are about receiving it um, in the mail. And, you know, and, and then we get the at the end, you know, when they get their kindergarten book, you know, there are some stories that have that I have just teared. I mean, everyone on the foundation is it, because they realize it's their last book. 
And from a child's point of view, it's like the last book that they're going to get from ballet, right? Um, but there's, you know, in the in the in the big scheme of things, it's just an amazing program because if you think about it, children, if they start the program from zero and they go all the way through five, they have a, a library of 60 books by the time they graduate from our program, which is pretty amazing, you know. And then the fact that the the, the benefits, you know, our ultimate goal is just um, from Imagination Library standpoint is to inspire a love of reading and learning. That's it. It's that simple. I mean, we obviously have goals that we want to grow. We have our um, business goals and things like that. But our ultimate goal, it, it's about what Dolly's mission was. It's to inspire a love of reading, right? Which started with her father and um, in, in something that she's very passionate about. I think that at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're doing. That's, you know, we're focused on inspiring that love of reading for children. Um, and we're helping them, you know, the, the benefits, I guess, or the, the icing on the cake is, you know, there are benefits to that, that early childhood literacy. You know, there's brain science that talks about children, you know, from one to three and how important it is at that point. So we're helping children get ready for school and kindergarten. You know, we're helping them get, um, you know, have just their reading skills be improved. So there's those extra benefits from a, a, a literacy standpoint that, um, that's also happening at the same time but at the end oh, of the day yeah. yeah right yeah there was something on um i think it was either readingfoundation.org or um some other website i can't remember but it was about the importance of teaching kids to read that young because if they don't catch on by third grade there's some statistics about you know that's right 74 percent won't catch up after that so I think it's amazing all the work that you guys are doing. That's right. Well, and what's interesting is that, you know, Dolly, when she first started the foundation um, back in 1988, she, um, you know, her the original uh, you know, program was around high school students and oh. she in Sevier County. And this is a story that, uh, that some people don't know, but um, it was it was called, uh, I think, the buddy system or something like that, where she went in. What she learned was that in her hometown of Sevier County, um, there was a, a high in, a high dropout rate, high high school dropout rate, um, and she wanted to do something about it. So she actually went into the camp, the high schools, and created this buddy system that uh, high two high school students would buddy up, and if they graduated, they supported each other. But if they graduated, she gave them um, actual money. And what ended up happening was uh, obviously there was an increase in the graduation rate. Um, but what she learned. Uh, you know, what I understand is that she, from the teachers and those educators in Superior County, was that it actually was something that started a lot earlier than high school, to your point. Um, and then that's when she really got interested in that early childhood literacy. Like, where does it really begin? And where's the impact really, you know, where can we make it the biggest impact? And there, again, there's just a lot of research out there that talks about those early years and, and just, you know, the, the benefits of reading to a child, hold, you know, an infant and holding a child and that bonding. I mean, there's just um, uh, a ton of research out there that can just talks about the, po the positive impact that it makes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's incredible how much has been accomplished in, you know, 20 years or it's so. You it's know, 25 years, Tracy. Yeah. And we we're now I asked um, our director of operations this morning, you know, we're at over 165 million books since inception, which is crazy, which is one point every 1.6 seconds. We we get the free book. Isn't it crazy? That's and incredible. It is. It's incredible. And, you know, again, I'm so humbled to be part of the team and just to be 
able to um, do whatever I can do to support you know everything that the foundation is doing. You know, we're in 50 states in the U.S. We're in 50 states. We have eight statewide programs. Um, you know, we just have a lot of momentum going right now, and you know, our goal is just to keep is to keep moving and keep you know expanding because you know it's like when you tell the universe something, right? And we tell the universe all the time that we want every child to have access to a free book. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be an amazing place to live, right? So, you know, we go for the big dreams. It's Dolly, you know, she's not going to do anything little. <laughs> it's going to be big and bold, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything on the horizon for you guys as far as, you know, plans for expansion or new countries that you're looking at going into? Yeah, because I didn't answer your question. So now, let's get back to it previous question so we are um we are at the end of a 10-year strategy and that's they started in, in, in 2015 we're actually ahead of our ahead of the plan um and like i said we're in five countries and our focus for right now is to really continue to grow in those five countries we're always looking we we we, we have we have a lot of interest that comes to us from other countries um, but, you know, we want to really, inter you know, really um, expand in the countries that we're in. So right. in the U.S., we're really focused on statewide programs. And like I said, we have eight statewide programs. We've got more that are in the pipeline that are ready to come down. So, you know, and, and statewide programs, if you think about it, that means that every child in that state is eligible to enroll. It's pretty amazing, right? And so yeah. our goals are focused on you know, growing in the countries that we are currently in, so the five countries, um, and then looking at, you know, the opportunities um, in, down the, in the future, right? Um, because you don't want to get too, um, right. you know, too spread. Yeah, so we want to kind of keep making the impact where we where we currently are. Because we, you know, we're, it's amazing the work that they've done in the 25 years and the numbers that you see, but, you know, like an old mentor of mine used to say, you know, you can always do better, right? You're, you're doing great, but you can always do better. So we're just going to keep pushing it and just, you know, continue to, to drive forward and just trying to inspire children around the yeah. world. I love it. And and to your point, I know that I do a lot of work with schools with the, you know, the children's books that I write. And um, one district in particular that I'm working with, they, they told me that some of their kids don't have books at home. And I went, what really? And so that's some of you don't even think about, you know, here in the United States, you just assume that that everyone has books, you know, but to your point, there's a lot of people here in the U.S. that still need a lot of, um, you know, a lot of assistance getting getting things like books in hand. That's right. And, you know, so, you know, we, we are in, in if you think about too in Canada and Australia, we have indigenous communities as well, and we're in those communities as well. So we there's just a lot of work that we're doing that we're really focused on. But um, you know, it you know, it's supporting those community partners that are out there, kind of what I call on the front line, really raising funds and you know, um, to match because the foundation, and I don't know if I said this before, but you know, we from a foundation standpoint, you know, we kind of we're the infrastructure. The, the administrative part of the business and we provide the books um, um, and the database and we protect the child's privacy in those things so we handle all that um, but it's those community partners that are out there in the communities that are raising funds 
that are bringing awareness, that are literally going out and getting children to enroll, right? Going to hospitals and going to places that <laughs> there's new babies, right? You know, and it's, it's things like that. It's really, and those are our champions of the program. And yeah. We're, we're so thankful for them. Yeah. Well, and I would think that at some point, are, have you met Dolly? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> so it's okay. Everybody asked me this question um, ever since I started working. So here's the sad news. The sad news is I haven't. Um, but here's, you know, but it's a lot is due to COVID and the pandemic. Yeah. So I started in September um, and I would have, if it hadn't been for the pandemic, I would have met her multiple times by now. Um, the problem is we actually, so we actually, the office has been closed. Our corporate office was closed back in you know April. Um, so we are all obviously we're working remotely still. Uh, we haven't gone back to the to the office. And and Dolly actually her travel schedule was kept up tremendously as well, just yeah. for safety purposes. So she's not she hasn't been traveling as much either. Um, she was in the office about a month ago, um, but I didn't drive in to, to you know because I kind of felt like I was a, it'd be kind of a stalker if I drove in. So. <laughs> So I haven't, I haven't met her yet, but you know, I would tell you that Tracy, it hasn't, you know, even though I haven't met her, it hasn't dampened my spirit at all for what I'm doing. Um, and that's the good thing. And, and I guess part of that is that the team that is on the foundation, you know, she's our chair. Of the, and she, she's very involved. She, um, you know, she wants to know what's going on. She gets constant updates. You know, if we have big events like a statewide program, she'll do a video for us and things like that. And, and like I said, I think during normal times, um, I would have met her at this point, but unfortunately, oh, the pandemic. So it's something that I get to look forward to, hopefully, you know, soon. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even know how to compose myself. I'd probably be like, can I hug you? Right. So, Tracy, we have, that's so funny because I said initially that the first couple of weeks, someone said something about um, on the team, have you met Dolly? I said, no, 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 no. I said, no, I'm good. I Let me just kind of stay back at this. I don't, I mean, I, you know, I'm just kind of a little bit too nervous to me. And what, I, what I've been told by everyone, my colleagues, is that what makes her so special, and this is probably no surprise to you, is that she makes everyone around her feel so comfortable um, and at ease that you don't feel that way, right? So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to meet her one day. But again, I'm just humbled. I'm humbled just to work for her. You know, yeah. I could just work for, you know, like this for the rest of my life to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Well, I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to talk to you today, and I'm excited about all that you're about to do and all that you're doing already. So um, thank you, Tracy, for being here today. And yeah, I, it's course. been a pleasure. Yeah, Tracy, it's been nice to meet you and good luck with everything. And, and you know, check back in with us in a, in a while. We'll do an update. We'll see what our numbers are then. Yeah, That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.